Knew I would be back to spit bars on here someday, cause me up on the mic is like Tiger Woods on a Sunday. With the red shirt, black hat, and black pants, keep it under 100. Yeah, what up, Dan? Y'all better listen to this pod, if not, it might cost you. Everyone in this bitch tonight, check the roster. Young Guido get my box and a fucking bad golfer, but when I hit a shot, my ball is like Jimmy Hoff. Ain't no one can find it, now wait, let's rewind it. This is the 100th episode, baby, let's get excited. No one can hide it, so what's in your bag to win? As long as you a friend of the pod like Doug Ginn. So when you grab your buds and you about to hit the links and you take out a club and you about to hit a swing, yo, what you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under 100, baby, it's young Gweets. Best golf pod, low strokes, no jokes. All the left is for the host to go. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. If this is your first time, you picked a great day to listen because this is our 100th episode, little more than two years in. Both of your co-hosts are here. Slater's here. AJ, what's up? Not much. We got a warm day. 50 degrees. Spring is in the air, St. Patrick's Day is on the way, and there's a lot of basketball. And 100 episodes. And 100 so episodes. people have 99 episodes to get caught up if this is your first one. Because we're no longer keeping it under 100. We are not. Not in episode numbers anyway. So, j- j- big show. So, joining us today, we got a couple of people. Ryan is back. Ryan Phillips, what's going on? Same old. Got a little tease of the weather out there. Just want to golf. It's yeah. Who Random, doesn't? Randomly, but I want to get the super glue off my fingers. That little mishap. Oh, boy. Dude, <laughs> super glue your hand yeah. your dick. Oh, it's super glue. Yeah, That's that? what who's it is. Uh, joining us again, uh, our closing theme uh, rapper extraordinaire, <laughs> Young Guido, J-Riz. What's up? What up? What up? What up? 100 episodes, baby. <laughs> he, might have, he might have a new... Uh, he might have an ad read for us today. He might have a new soft closing. Who, who's to say? Have and then brought in as rapper extraordinaire. Is that ever been a title for you? I think so. Like every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much any time I walk into a room. Yeah, usually there's only hard. Closes, he usually has so. a name tag that says that. Yeah. Uh, also joining us today, taking it all the way back to the very first episode, stupid Dave, Dave Kudlowski. Dave, what's going on? Oh, just another sunny day. Looking to get out there and play because that sim golf this past weekend was. A horrible tease that I played way too well on. So, yeah, but you act like if it was sunny outside, you would, would still would shoot be, like seventy six. You would be able to go play today. I'd at least be able to go jump out to the range. Ah, I mean, you can. It's fifty degrees. Get out there, brother. Anyway, well, okay. So, thanks for joining us. You're going to join us on this uh, this early segment, and then we got a another guest that's going to join us a little bit later. But to kick it off, you know, we've done two plus years of this podcast. So we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of our, not just the journey of this podcast, but our own golf journeys, so to speak, a expanded state of the game, if you will. So AJ, why don't you kick us off with like, you know, two plus years that we've been doing this podcast. What's changed in your game and your, your bag? A lot. Everything in the bag has changed. I think every single club, uh, putters new within the two years. I bought it before that round a year and a half ago at uh, Sanctuary. It was like 35 degrees. Yeah. Uh, brand new irons and wedges all last year. I think the only thing that carries over, which I had just bought right before we did the pod, was the driver and three wood. So, yeah, brand new bag. Ba- the bag itself, it's new. <laughs> I'm part of Pushcart Mafia now, too, so... A whole lot of changes, just equipment-wise. Okay. What about what about your game? Where's your game been since uh, since January of twenty one? Probably seven or eight strokes better, I would say. Yeah, I mean, just in twenty twenty two, just in our league handicap, you went I don't know 
at nine six strokes better, I think. But that's just at Shores. Yeah. So that your USGA handicap is is about yeah, I think seven or eight strokes better. Nice in there. Uh, you know, not shooting as many one hundreds. I've broken eighty twice. So the golf yeah. game is is yeah. on the up and up. I think you also did one of the more. You put the driver in the bag finally. Put you the were, driver. You were not able to hit a driver for a long time. The driver's always been in the bag. It just sat there. It was yeah. babysitting the rest of the clubs as the elder club, and uh, yeah, it's it's out and about. And you also we... did one of the more impressive feats, just maybe in golf's history, and of going seventy seven one hundred two. It was seventy eight one hundred two. That was two years ago. That was yeah. twenty. That was last season or twenty twenty one season. Still, in the, since we started this podcast and you've done back-to-back that. Back-to-back same course. Yeah, that's not that like... the same course. It's at Shores. And that's also not like someone saying, oh yeah, two, two and a half years ago I shot 102, now I now I, I shoot 77. Week. That was two weeks, that was a week apart. Yeah, I had the yips or something. It was just, it was yeah. just golf karma coming back. Like they, yeah. The golf gods gave me too many good shots the week before and they just took them all back. Definitely wasn't all the booze the night before. I mean, it very well could have been. Right. Oh, we, I think we talked about those rounds back in episodes like three or five or something. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, those were those were spoken of. I think it was more close to like episode like twenty. I think at that point. Yeah. When that happened, but yeah, that's happened. Okay. What uh, What would you say you're most excited about this season, golf wise? Like, I think from just trying to get that handicap below ten, I think. I think like I can that's put it all together. That's where your drives coming from. Where my from. drives coming from uh, to get get the single digits um, and just you know play as many courses as possible. We have a lot of trips planned. Back in the duel. Uh, Back in the duel at the loop. That's that's exciting stuff. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, better uh, rounded in the, in the game for that and be walking a lot more before that because yeah. the I think the issue last year was the amount of walking we did for that. Well, and the amount event. and the amount of hangover that we were enduring we weren't that drunk AJ's used to that that's true that's right drinking water we also probably should uh, make sure we pack our snacks next time for the duel since we forgot all our 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 snacks our liquid liquid IV and monsters that we left at the house didn't have any of it our our piss could have ran our cars it was like motor oil or gasoline by the end of the day right um, you finished up that trip was the end of your like eight week bender right no that was Slater Cup that was at the end of Slater Cup we're also, not doing that this year. I'm going to avoid going to Europe for two weeks before going to Slater Cup. Yeah. And just the jet lag from all hell. The all jet right. lag was fine. It was more this, the drinking for 17 days straight. Really yeah. threw me for a loop. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Two and a half years, what's your what's your golf journey? I need my own episode for equipment changes. Let's do it. Let's roll it. <laughs> No, I went to the same. How, how many different drivers have you had since 2021? Like shaft and head? Yeah. That's what... <laughs> oh, no, baby. no comment. Really, shaft and head, you've changed that? Um, there's probably been like a, a cycle. Who's your doctor for, for that? <laughs> I'll give me his number. I just need the shaft changed out, I think. It's a little warm. Um, there's probably been four different combinations of drivers. Yeah. Like two different, same head. There's two different heads and four different shafts. Think about that one, AJ. That seems <laughs> two like two heads, four shafts. That seems like not enough. <laughs> sounds like wait, but you also went back and forth between shafts. Yeah, this podcast taking a real turn though. Yeah, yeah, it's like a super bad. You went, but right? you went back and forth from the same two shafts for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that does happen from time to time. <laughs> does it? Yeah, in a menage, you'll you know, depending on who's there, you might go from one shaft to the other. You can't 
really leave one shaft alone. Okay, we made it. We made it seven minutes without AJ derailing. So go from us. stiff flex to regular flex if you leave one alone. Okay. Anyway, what else? New five wood, two oh, iron, weird, new wedges, and a putter. That's it. So the irons are the same. Yeah. And you did. You ended up. You did switch putters. Okay. What about what about your game overall? Uh, it's just overall improved. I think I shaved four strokes off my handicap. Um, nothing in specific really like excelled a lot. I um, I think your iron game got a lot better. I don't know. Two years is a long time ago. I don't really remember. I don't yeah. pay attention. Your putting, your putting game. also highly improved. Yeah. Like especially, I would say like mostly in last, the in the last, last year. year yeah. yeah. When I switch putters. Eventually switch putters. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking forward to the season. See. If I can add some speed, that's pretty much it. For no reason. Guy's obsessed with speed. speed training. Hey, he's been doing it. This guy's gonna have. I haven't back actually injuries. been speed training. This guy's gonna have back I've just been injuries out. all season. Nope, not possible. I think Ryan would rather hit like eight 330 yard drives and shoot his best score right now. <laughs> well, what if I do both? No, no, that's not the question. If it's either or, which would you choose? Oh, shoot my best score. Eh. But I didn't actively try to gain speed. No, I yeah, just you got in shape. That was right, it. right. Speed training during the season is a bad idea. Unless we're playing a scramble. It's still a bad idea. Yeah, terrible idea. Mm. I think you start, you start speed training and then... His you're, handicap's going up this year. Well, you have no idea where your pitching wedge is going at that point. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> you only want to speed uh, off the tee. Rizzo. This this will be interesting. Oh, what, what's your what's your two plus year journey been like I in, think in the golf world? Golf have you touched a oh, club in two and a half years? Yeah, I did actually golf once then the last year. Okay. I did not get under 100. <laughs> Where'd you play? Uh, shit, where was it? I sent so you guys a picture, worth. too. Because I remember Dan was like, oh, oh you sent me that. Nice, let me uh, just think about that what, photo you sent me. Was it Chandler Park? Because you were like, no, I uh, love Chandler Park. Don't you fucking despise I closed out with uh, back-to-back bogeys. So okay. That was, that was pretty nice. Well, if we, I mean, if we can get Rizzo on the, on the golfing well, journey, it's exciting for newbies. I did actually, I was just left. There's our YouTube series, Getting Riz oh, Under golf 100. Well, Riz get, get Riz Under 130. Get Riz Under 120. <laughs> Riz and George. I think, I've, I think I finished, it was like 120-something. Yeah. Had a good day, that's about right. It wasn't the worst. I had some good shots, you know, followed by a bunch of terrible shots. Okay, so no new equipment. I so, actually did. Uh, oh, well, Jesus. I just got left my uncle's putter. Uh, recipes, love you, Uncle Tony, legend. Um, so now I have a reason to go out, use the new putter. And I randomly bought a three hybrid on Amazon at the end of last year for $50. So, so you we'll haven't see. had that yet? No. Were, were nice. you intoxicated when you bought that? Yeah, what made you buy a three hybrid <laughs> by Amazon? Because I was, with the day I went out, I was hitting my four hybrid the best, so I'm like, Let's get a three. So you're going to like a full women's set, just nothing but hybrids? Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Easy. Let's not disparage hybrids, bud. I'm yeah. easy there. I'm, I'll, yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about the hybrid master over here. I think this guy's got an 11 hybrid. He's got seven head covers on I think back. he has three woods and three hybrids. Or do you only have two hybrids? Um, no, I have three. I mean, I can do three hybrids. Yeah, he's got extra, just in case. <laughs> so... We're going to count the bad situation. I was just thinking the Riz, exact same yeah. thing. Riz, You're in the club count first day of league at Rackham. <laughs> so, Riz, what are you most excited about this season? To be honest, just going out more in general. Just play. And uh, my goal is within the next year or two to keep it under 100 consistently. Love to hear it. Hmm. Okay. 
That'll be it. Because I just need the invite to Slater Cup. That's my dream. He's got to get there. You got to have dreams, right? You got yeah. to have <laughs> lofty goals. Got to have lofty, yeah. lofty goals. Slater Cup invite and Grammy. My two dreams. <laughs> Dave, uh, what about you, Dave? Two and two and a half years since we did, a, did that very first podcast. So he has what's, uh, probably three hundred new putter head covers. What's, what's your What's your set look like, and what's your game look like compared to then? I think the biggest change was I added in the seven wood and the whole hybrid routine from all the way from three hybrid up to six hybrid. Yeah, which I think has helped a lot. Um, feel good from two hundred yards out whenever I'm out there, but I feel like shit when I'm seventy five yards out. So. Hopefully yeah. that's what I'll look down to the improvement piece of. Have you tried to get a hybrid yard distance? Yeah, do you have yeah, a 75-yard hybrid? hybrid? Do you have a pitching hybrid? I have been looking at those pitching hybrids. <laughs> I just haven't pulled the trigger yet on those. You should get a chutter. So, Dave, those are illegal. You get one of those chippers? Yeah, one of those chippers. Yeah, those are illegal. Those, so, those pink chippers? So, Dave is... I was, I was going to say exactly putting. that. Dave's putting, I think putting has gotten better. Yeah, I agree. But it wasn't hard to get better. What do you mean? He was a bad putter. It wasn't hard to get better. You can't go, oh, from, you can't the go ab- down. from the absolute bottom. Yeah, you can't go I down even yeah. further. Okay. You did put a lot better with the new putter last year. Are you a claw grip guy now, too? I did switch to claw about a year and a half ago, yeah. I feel like your, your golf evolution is exactly like the golf evolution of Randy from No Laying Up. He switched to the we claw. He has a like bunch it. of hybrids. They do kind of well. look alike, kind of tall. They're both tall and, tall and dumb. Yeah, Dave yeah. might have, have as many putter changes as I do with driver changes. No, I've only changed putters twice. Yeah, he's only had three no, putters. You, you, yeah, you were only jerking three. off multiple shafts. <laughs> yeah. This is technically the third driver. I did, a, I did a what? I did a little three week stint with the Mez and at the wrong time. That was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. You should go belly putter. Oh, he, God, Adam Scott style. I, I, I Dave, Dave already said it, but he is like one of the only. He's like. Rory asked when it comes to how confident I am if he's hitting a 210-yard shot versus him hitting a 75-yard shot. So you're you're hobbling with the wedges. Well, yeah, not I mean not not around around the greens. Uh, yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Around the greens is the same thing. But when he when he's thinking about punching a hybrid from 80 yards, you know you got issues. I've oh, also yeah. seen him on number four at St. Clair Shores, not St. Clair Shores, Rackham. Uh, he hit it left of the green, so he was on a par 3 tee box. So in between him and the pin, short-sided, was the rest of a tee box, a some shrub. some cut-down shrubs, a cart path, a bunker, and then the fringe. You would think, oh, mega flop, just go go for... Mega flop, go for <laughs> you know the hero shot. Dave did the opposite. Dave took out a hybrid and punched it through a cart path, a bunker, and fringe to two feet. So he was, that's that's part four is the uh, one in between. 90 degree dog leg right. And then the shorter yeah, boundaries after that. So number three is the dog leg left, number four is the dog leg right, number five is the par three, going back towards okay. that, yeah, that yeah. fence. By that porter john that I used. Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. 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 I'm referencing, I'm going so with yeah. the porter so john. So that was, that was <laughs> one of the, the more alpha. impressive yet sad shots that I've ever seen. Oh, there's no turf there. It's easy just to ground so you, it up and go. So do you do you have a whole new bag then in the last two and a half years? No, I think I have the same. Well, I have a new golf bag, but as far as clubs now, they're all in the same because I got fit at the end of 2019. Really? 
yeah. So your irons have haven't three changed. Years in with those. What are, so or your driver, your, you got a couple new woods and hybrids, though. I got the new PXG hybrids that are like Gen 2, so those are still around the same age. But Okay. But like AJ mentioned, I have officially mailed out over 315 pieces of golf equipment or head covers. Do you have an, like a, an LLC now and you file a Schedule C now on your taxes with that? What are those? That, that'll be omitted. They'll strict that from the records. <laughs> the IRS has entered the chat. What, uh, what are you most excited about this season, Dave? I think just trying to get better on the short game. I think last year I found a couple things that worked on the short game. The hybrids. Better. Besides the hybrid, but just feeling good from 50 yards to 70 yards. Yeah. I'm getting better on those because I think when I feel like, hey, I can get it within 15 feet, 20 feet, I'm happy from 80 yards out. Yeah, when, you, when you're that much more confident with the putter, it uh, it changes all the other shots. When you know all you yeah. got to do is get it on the green. Yep, just hit it on the green, and if you make the putt, great. If not, you got an easy tap in. And nope. just the mental aspect of doing that probably has changed a lot and helped my score. I don't think I've gone down too much. I've probably gone up, Dan. If you I, look at my... I think if you look at just our Rackham scores, I think your handicaps went up about two strokes. But I still, I, I would still argue that you're a better player now than He's you were two bag. years ago. That's all the sandbags. Sandbags. Yeah, sandbags. Definitely a lot of sandbagging. But it, I, I'm assuming you would agree that you're a better player now than you were then. Yeah. Uh, mentally, I'm in a better playing space to go play out and do matches and playing. Even when we did our uh, Friday game. Yeah. I think that was a pretty good testament to was able to hang yeah. that thing around. If you wouldn't have shit the bed in the four ball, I, th- our, I think our alternate shot score was actually pretty impressive. I think it would have been top five. Yeah. I did think of another uh, goal like going forward. Okay. Less mid-round shits, I think. Is... <laughs> that should be everyone's goal. <laughs> Usually this hits me I know nothing time. about those. It, it, at least, I mean, AJ only played Rackham with us like I don't know, six, seven times, and at least half of those, like three times, he was like, "Well, I'm not even going to play this hole. I need to go find a port." I remember being on the tee box, and AJ just walks across and just gives us the wave. I'm like, "I think it's one of the." Okay, port there's box. only one time where I had to skip a hole. <laughs> the other times, I've always just been at that par three on the back. The other time, he also said he was going to skip a hole, walked about thirty yards, and then came back and said, "Nope, I'm good." <laughs> no, and then I went back and took. I that was like a my. I was waiting time. for him to come back and say, "Nope, didn't make it." I'm gonna go home now, guys. Yeah. If I would have shit my pants on Rackham's course, would have been miserable. Oh yeah. Especially sure. walking. Also, to answer your question, I found that picture. It was Hickory Hollow. Oh, and, real, real gem. And I golfed a one twelve. Holy hell! Well, for your information, Rizzo, that's where I played my first eighteen hole round ever. Was Hickory really? Hollow? Would yeah. you shoot? Nice. One nineteen. You beat Dan. No, sorry, one fifteen. Still beat him. That was my first <laughs> first ever eighteen hole round. This was probably my. That was also the highest score I ever shot. Well, didn't didn't do it again. <laughs> Only down from there. Dan next week shot a 75 and hasn't left there yeah, since. No, it took me a while to break yeah. 80. It probably took me two or three years before I broke 80. Breaking, I think breaking 100 was exciting. I think breaking 90 was actually the most excited I was. Really? Yeah. Did you break 100 within your first year? Yes. Oh, okay. Breaking, breaking 90, I think the first time I broke 90, I actually shot like 84. I think oh, that was, was just that, one of those big leaps. I think that was the most excited I ever was. Breaking 90 t- was harder than breaking 80 for me. 
That That's kind of how I feel. Like, by the time I got into the low 80s, like, I felt like I should have been shooting in the 70s it's anyway. Like, one of those things, like, yeah, the first million was the hardest million. Then I was just yeah, get 10 million the next yep, year. Exactly. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. We were going to kind of jump into a next topic here, but. Uh, well, why don't you got to go through your. Yeah, you didn't even do yours. What has changed in your bag, dude? Yeah, the fuck. Oh, yeah. My, my whole. I kind of led the higher whole bag now. Yeah. The last two and a half years, my whole bag is new. So is I've the had. New? I've also yeah. had. I've also had three new drivers. Ooh, how many shafts were you flipping, flopping between? Four now. This is my fourth shaft. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like putting, that, putting that head through work. Yeah, Johnny Sin style. Need a, need a new shaft. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> um, What's so yeah, the male is, version it's only of my lady third, plastic? Because that's what you probably it's need. A, it's only my third, technically third technical driver because I I really like the Epic Flash Sub Zero. Then the face cracked. Callaway sent me a Maverick, and the Maverick was just a shit club. So then I ended up buying the Rogue ST Pro, which I really liked. But uh, me and Ryan were hitting some balls, and he thought I hit the ball too low. I wish I could hit it lower. So we ended up just now, a couple weeks ago we talked about, finally got the new shaft in, the Ventus oh, Blue. Yeah. And results, truck. results yeah. are good. Results are good right now. You know who could have uh, benefited from a driver change? Who? Princess Diana. Wow. Jesus! Wow. Too soon. Why? That's too soon. <laughs> like thirty. Years. Vladimir Konstantinov also. If you, if you want to just. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ryan, Paul Walker. Dear God, Brian Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anyway, uh, so drivers new Woods. This will be my third year with the new Woods. This will be my second season with full set of irons and wedges. And this will be my second season with the new putter. The center-shafted, ugly-as-shit putter that just works. Okay. So. How'd you crack the face? It's just Sha- too, shaft, too strong. Shaft too strong. Yeah. 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 Dro- dropped it in the parking lot. <laughs> no, I didn't. How the shaft work there? I was just hitting the ball. But overall, my game is definitely better. I'm trying to think. I'll have to look, I'd have to look back. I don't know what my handicap was two and a half years ago, but it definitely was not a four. Technically, right now, it's a four. Like we talked about last year, I got below a three for like a week, got to a two nine, and then it went right back up. So right now I'm sitting at a four. The goal again this year is to stay below a, tr- a three by the end of the year. Um, as far as what I'm most excited about, the theme of that is just run it back. So, um, you know, the, the dual Slater Cup. Uh, leagues, Michigan amateur quali- qualifier, like it's all the same shit I did last year. Just hopefully, you know, equally or as more successful than than last year with a little bit, a little bit more rounded game. That's the, do you remember what our dual score was last year? No, because it was too high. They couldn't even count that high. <laughs> have you? Um, have you? <laughs> it ever, wasn't that high. Have we were ever, middle of the pack, I think. I think we were like eighty. I'm sure we could find it. We'll have to find it before we go back up there, but yeah. Are you that, adding I mean, the five hybrid, Dan, or the six hybrid? I'm gonna go get fitted. Um, I probably am. I'm. It's. Not, I'm not like in a rush to do it, but I think, like along with Ryan, like just from workouts and swinging a lot over the summer, I've. I have. I have gained speed. So like that hybrid that I had last year is going about eight, five to eight yards farther on a full swing. So I probably do have a gap that I need to solve. It's just um, if I if it matters enough to spend you know three hundred four hundred dollars at Club Champion on a custom shaft, 
with a different, <laughs> with a different head. With um, to get the to get I, the six hybrid so champion. <laughs> so I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna go do the fitting and see what they say and check my gaps and everything. So we'll see what happens. Gaps and shafts. Gaps and shafts. Mind the gap. Gap shafts. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for coming on. You were on the first episode. You've now been on the hundredth episode. So we'll see you again, hopefully, before we get to two hundred. Maybe one fifty. Oh, I could definitely make sure that happens. All right, right gentlemen. Thanks, we'll man. See you guys later. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. So we're gonna bring in another frequent guest. Well, I shouldn't say frequent. I think he's been on two or three times. But could be frequent for some. Bringing in another frequent guest to the pod in <laughs> in the 100th episode. Mike Yacht joins us again. Mike, what's going on? How are you, Dan? Congrats on the uh, 100th episode. Yeah, couldn't have made it without our sponsors. Yeah, Young Guido Music YouTube channel. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Um, Woodworks. Just so you know, Mike uh, Riz here is here with us. Ryan's here with us, and then both of your co-hosts, AJ and Slater, are both here. So, uh, so hi guys. We've already kind of went. We've already kind of went through the rest of the crew. So what we're wondering is, you know, we've been doing this podcast a little over, little over two years now. So since basically the beginning of calendar twenty one, how has your bag setup and uh, and golf game progressed? I guess in the in the two plus years since twenty twenty one. Well, I'd say that uh, my handicap. Uh, it's probably gotten maybe two strokes better over the past two years or so. Um, this year, uh, I also broke par for the first time, or this past year. Yeah, thanks for that. that. Nice. Did. Thanks for that. It's yeah. okay, I repaid them for you. <laughs> um, and my bag. Well, I think that uh, uh, every single club in my bag, other than the three wood, uh, is new, at least new to me over the, the past couple of years. I started with uh, wedges. I went with your recommendation. Uh, I, I uh, got the Zipcor wedges. Uh, and then from there, I got a uh, new driver. Uh, I have the Rad Speed, the Cobra. Um, and uh, then I got, I guess, new to me irons. They weren't, they weren't new, but an iron set uh, uh, four through pitch. And then uh, this year, for first time in probably about five or six years, I got a new putter. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I might have to keep the old one, but, that, but so yeah. so. What were the what's the iron set you ended up going with? Um, it's uh, they're Callaway. I don't even remember the brand. They're like a three or four year old model. It was definitely an upgrade from the Burner Twos. That I was they're not the Mavericks. They're not the Mavericks. Are they the ones? No. The, are they no. the ones before that? Maybe the Epic Flash. I don't remember what they are. Are they the Big Bertha Speed ones? I think they are. Uh, are they the Apex. Big Bertha Speed, yeah. I don't think they're the apex. Anyway, what's uh, what's so tell us about the new putter? You bought it at the golf show, right? Yeah, oh, you just um, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, baby. I did. Um, it's a six hundred gram uh, club Jesus. head. Um, Is it a hammer? Center shape? No, six hundred uh, I mean, grams. May as well be a sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of worried about is uh, is getting touch from distance with yeah. that kind of a. Uh, weight on the head i'd be more Jesus worried about Christ. what if what if you have like a <laughs> we have that's he- we have heavy heads multiple shafts that's, what's, well, what's that's, your thought on playing hang, with multiple hang, shafts hang on what, what, shafts what if you have like replaced. a three foot slider down a hill How, you get a new shaft 
I guess you don't have to move it that much. I, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. You just have to set yeah. it down and it all moves. Kind of. Putting uh, at the golf show so like from pigeon. 15 feet, yeah. I think it was the guy who had the mat set out. Yeah. And uh, I hit every one, and then I, because uh, it's just a, it's a pendulum. It, you have to keep it basically back, straight back, straight. Is it, is it a normal length putter? It's, uh, I, mine's a 28. I got it a little small. A little I, small? I, what do you mean a little small? Wait, what's your current putter? It's like putter? six inches small. <laughs> 28. Holy shit. So he's got I short guess, no, shaft, yeah. big head. Just so just so the listeners he's the are aware, the no, Yad does putt like kind of like Michelle Wee, where style. his body is like almost at a right angle. He's bent all the way over. He's like the uh, Keegan Bradley of putters where he has his clubs are so small. Keegan frame. Bradley's iron swing is kind of like Yacht's putting stance. Yeah, okay. Correct. 28-inch um, putter. Yeah. The, I almost uh, said two and a half feet as a joke, and that would be short. Hang on. What about the grip? You told me something about the grip that I thought was yes, hilarious. Yes, the grip is the basically the legal limit for the USGA RNA. So he's got a new <laughs> shaft and a giant grip. So you got so you got girthy head, girthy grip, and short shaft. Yeah. Good and, God. Um, the. the <laughs> oh. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I want to see those warlock fucking tuna can I, over here. I, I was sent picks. The golf show. Uh, wow. I'm, watching, I'm looking at the putter right now. I have, it, <laughs> I have it standing here. It stands up on its own. No, it oh, doesn't. Jesus. Oh, God. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. The putter stands up on its own. That's, yes, it does. You set it on the green, and you can, like, walk away. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Send me a photo of this beautiful yeah. thing. We we need, need, hey, standing up, please. I don't, we, I don't we think picks, I want, bro. I don't think I want to see it. I need to see this send, guy's putter. I'm going to send it right now. Just oh, blur, blur out the grip. Yeah. Don't blur it out. <laughs> what color is the grip? It's got to be it's black, so right? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so two strokes better. What what in your game in general? How do you think your game has changed in the last 2 plus years? Uh I mean, I certainly have gotten better with the putter. There's no question about that. Uh, and of course, I go to change it, right? Yes, yeah, well, smart, yeah, smart, smart stuff. Well, it puts on its um, own now. <laughs> okay. But uh, my uh, my game around the greens certainly has gotten better. I would say that my tee game has gotten uh, slightly worse. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The picture just came through of your putter. Your grips have to thing. See, we got the head cover. It's on, also so. the head cover is on and okay. it's still standing up on its own. First of yes, all, it correct. looks like the the handle looks like a. FedEx shipping box if you're trying to like send us like a poster. Oh my god. Alright, we're gonna revisit this. We're gonna have to revisit that is, that this topic. Episode. Okay, and, so what, and the putter grip makes that putter look thirteen inches long. <laughs> that looks miniature. And, okay, what keep going, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, so the T game not I really need to work on my T game, there's no question about that. Uh, long irons though. Um, one of the one of the things I'm thinking about doing, I was a player at the golf show. But in the, at the golf show, I feel like you don't really get a chance to swing it. No, uh, definitely you, you not. Have weight line, and so I'm not going to buy any like the putter. I had a chance to putt, so that you know I'm not going to buy any clubs without testing them first. Right, so. right. But what I am thinking about doing is go, uh, going to a driving iron. Ooh, um, mm. that that would probably I, work. I mean, you hit a four and five iron pretty damn good. I don't think that's a bad option for you, especially if you have an open slot in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Not anymore so, with that fucking grip on the putter. Yeah, that's that's true. You're going to need a fresh bag just <laughs> for that putter. Yeah, I don't even... I am going to probably need a new bag. Just You're going to have to get like a, a, like, a giant mag, like a giant magnet just to slap on the side <laughs> of his bag. 
prolong. I, I know that you know those bags that are designed um, with a with like a putter hole on the side. Where it's supposed to keep like an umbrella, a putter, and a ball retriever. You <laughs> where your putter will just take up that whole slot. <laughs> yeah, correct. If it's just one hole for like a, the putter won't fit in there. Yeah, like yeah you can't put two shafts in one. Hand. <laughs> right. The grip, the grip is wider than an umbrella. That's crazy. All right, uh, what uh, what are you most excited about this season? Uh, I mean, the Slater Cup is always the uh, the World Series, right? Um, but uh, I am just excited to get back out there. We need I need this this uh, cold weather to break and yeah, for we, good. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Like, if it would just rain off or snow on a fucking Monday for once yeah. instead of a Friday, we could probably yeah. actually play golf. Like, it was nice <laughs> enough to play today if the snow was just gone. Yeah. Um, you also got uh, another another loop. At the loop, as uh, yes. as my caddy for the duel. That's going to be fun. Yes, uh, right after Slater Cup, so it's right. even better. Yep, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm certainly excited about that. Um, okay, I'm going to try and tackle Forest Hill, uh, Forest Dunes. I did not play well last year. I think I almost so. beat you. Actually, I may have beat you at Forest. No, Dunes he didn't, you didn't beat him. You had him going in. To the last couple of holes, but I think oh, yeah, hole eighteen was a bad hole for me because I lost my ball, then found it, and yeah, yeah, great yeah. story. Anyway, <laughs> all right, uh, moving on a little bit. So obviously, this is our hundredth episode. It's been a lot of fun doing this. Like it, most of this, what I tell people is like we're talking about all this shit like three, four days a week anyway. So like it is a little bit more work. Like. The thing I like about it is it makes me pay attention and and consume pro golf and articulate it in a different way. Like, it's not just like, oh, shit, that was cool. If I saw something, it's like, how do I then talk about this and turn Later, it into yeah. a topic? Like, it's just a different way to look at pro golf, and it's a lot of fun for me. So, obviously, thank you guys for coming on. AJ, yeah. I'm not going to thank you, but... You should. No, thanks for having me. It's fun. If you pay attention sometimes, I, you, you add a this, lot of insight. This this narrative that I don't pay attention is fucking... This came gosh. from a listener. I don't know what to tell you. Shiny ball. That guy is What's an idiot. Was, was that my fiance? <laughs> um, you married the Frank Camper? No, it was Dan listening. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so again, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to all the guests. Even if you're just liking our posts and following... Our yeah. podcast without actually yeah. listening. All those bots that we, follow me on Twitter. We, thank you. We still we still appreciate you. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit. Obviously, keep an eye out on Instagram and Twitter at one hundred underscore. Keep it under for all of our updates, all of our episodes, all that good stuff. But with it being the hundred episode, we wanted to kind of look back and talk about like favorite topics or favorite episodes that we've done so far. Kind of some little retrospective, something maybe that we haven't done enough of, or something that we haven't done at all, and kind of what's next for us. So, AJ, what's what's your kind of favorite topic that we've done, or uh, favorite segment? I guess I'm always been fan of the snake drafts. Those always are fun. Like the last one with Riz, where he stole Ricky Fowler from me, so I stole him, and I'm like that always that provides always provides some good banter back and forth. For so sure, snake drafts are always good, but snake drafts are like. Pretty common across the board for most podcasts, I yeah. would say. It's a good but, conversation piece. Yeah, it bring, brings out a lot of different opinions, especially yeah. on like the Thanksgiving foods, Christmas foods. Oh, yeah. I always get fucking dragged by you guys for my, my picks. Yeah, you got bad takes there. Uh, uh, what uh, What's one topic maybe that we haven't done enough of or think we should do more of? 
wouldn't necessarily say it's a topic. I think it's just more like video stuff or like on course stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, more just documenting. I think know, it, the duel or something like that. Or, I think if nothing else, like even if like I listen to podcasts mostly. Yeah. But yeah. like even if it's if you're not watching videos all See, the I time, I watch videos more than I listen to podcasts. I listen to exclusively podcasts basically. But like even if you just watch it here and there, yeah, it just helps like in your brain file it away. Like what? Who am I listening to? What am I watching? And For sure. I think that helps, especially with uh, you know future branding opportunities. Correct. Yeah. yeah you got to be able to show the logo. Uh, what was your favorite episode? I mean, the, the the my favorite episode is just the chaos that was the very first March Madness episode. Oh, that was great. Where there was like 10 of us, drunk. Oh, yeah. And it was just probably unlistenable now, but that was a fun it's time. It's probably pretty good. I wouldn't say it's good, but right. it, it was my favorite like one just doing it was, that. It was, inter- it was entertaining right. as an outside listener. Ryan, what about you? Uh, favorite either <clears throat> episode or topic kind of that we've done so far? Two different favorite episodes. The one was your haircut episode. Oh, mm. that, okay. That was actually... It's my favorite yeah, moment, yep. I think. Yep. Or the uh, the first night of Slater Cup. Which Ooh, year, that was good too. Just because everyone was so jacked up like, last year. And Kevin Smith was Kevin Smith was high and hammered out of his mind. Oh, and yeah. somehow picked correctly Cam Smith to win the Open. Let's not forget that he was incredibly high. He was like three hundred milligrams deep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and as a listener, I tuned in for day two, and there was no day two. We had like a five-minute We had like a five-minute segment on day three. We got to be better about that because people, I, I was excited. I do get feedback. The, I do get feedback yeah. from people on that, and they they want the daily updates. Yeah, because so. with Ryan, like that was fun to kind of like video know, daily updates would be better. Well, that yeah. too. Well, yeah, yeah, someone doing something dumb or sweet. Yeah, what uh, one thing maybe that we haven't done enough of or haven't done at all? That videos, you, videos. Got to have some sort of video, yeah, especially all the shafts and heads we have. Like we, yeah. Be, I mean, we're not going on those. I mean, lights. you can make a video no, off <laughs> Yacht's butter review on its own right yeah. there. Rizzo, uh, what about you? Favorite episode or segment that we've done so far? Favorite segment? I do. I was actually gonna say uh, like the snakes or like bracket pick stuff because it's entertaining to hear people debate. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, snake them again. Yeah. Yeah, you stole it. All right, bracket picks, then I'll slightly change it. <laughs> okay. Um, And then uh, favorite episode has to be episode 14, because that's the first time a certain intro song made its debut. So, Amen. <laughs> but uh, Was that, that probably wasn't too long after we introduced the opening song, right? Yeah, I think like three or four maybe after. Yeah. Because, like, that's when I came to show you how to, like, put it on. Right, right. Shout out, shout out to uh, Tim Rahman, by the way, for putting that 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 beat together for us and then fat beat that sick beat oh yeah um but yeah that uh i don't like that look in your eye (laughs) (laughs) anyway go ahead riz but yeah the episodes when there's more people too like the slater cup one was great like the daily stuff like that is fun yeah and like aj was saying the first march madness like it was chaos but it was entertaining it was was, chaos it was chaos but enjoyable chaos yeah Organized. What's uh, what's like one topic or something that we haven't haven't done or need to do more of? Um, besides the video stuff, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good like maybe something you guys should do. Like a, I'd love to see you guys battle out on like a pop pod. That'd be hilarious. I think doing like a any uh, anything yeah. like that anything where we're like tracking like a head out head heads up match because or, that's something where like even I could be like I could play pop pod and hold my own. A cool place, a, you know, a, a one thing would be. Us playing against yeah, like each you're other, putting around alligators like in day. everything. So like, do like a pool match, do like a uh, ski ball match, like a yeah, so darts we, match, like ooh, putting darts, all that. Clap out there. those cheeks and hey, darts. I'm money and darts. Oh, man. We we bring back sports day. 
Oh, sports day. <laughs> lazy, lazy man sports. All right, yeah. Only drinking game. Yeah, what They're about you? What's, uh, what's your favorite either episode or kind of topic that we've done so far? Um, I would say that the, I mean, my favorite episode is probably the um, Slater Cup preview or Slater Cup on location episode. And that kind of yeah. ties in with probably my favorite topic for the podcast, which is the experiences. I mean, that's what makes our group unique. Um, is that we have our own individual experiences. Anyone can go onto a podcast and listen about golf or or golf uh, uh, tournaments or, right. or you know. Uh, but our uh, the, the stuff our group has that's unique is is probably my favorite stuff to cover. Um, I think people connect yeah. to stuff like that, right? Because like everyone has their own guys trip, everyone has their own yeah. thing, but like connecting yeah. to you know people that are doing the same thing oh, that's sure. the everyday man's podcast right. yes the average certainly. golf guys podcast. certainly um and uh you know stuff that i would like to do more of is you know i mean obviously more on location stuff when we're out of town um For and sure. uh and even maybe some video posts of, of us on the golf course talking uh maybe if it's a, a pre um, you know, pre uh, pre match, pre match. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Get a feel of the nerves. I like that. If you got to record it on your phone and just go around and say, "Yeah, hey, how you feeling today, AJ?" You know, stuff like that. Doing like quick little interviews before or during or after. Uh, uh, AJ will feel like he has to take a dump. Probably <laughs> <laughs> no. During sweater cup, my poops are controlled yeah. through. No, I like that. Yeah, that's a good. Through, that's through a good substances. thought. I, <laughs> through substances. I thought about that a couple of times. I think I'm out, we're definitely going to do that at the duel this year, and we're definitely going to do that at my Michigan Am qualifier this year. And then so. you can see who's who's shit talking. Perfect. Up. So right. I'll be a caddy. And also videographer, I suppose. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you should do a U.S. Open qualifier. Uh, I don't know if you can. I think you have to be like a two or something to do that. Well, there's there. your goal. There's your goal. If I win the Michigan Am, I think I automatically can do have that. You, yeah. Well, have, you, <laughs> oh. have you ever shot under 70 before? Yeah. No. Uh, yes. Have you yet? No. You got yeah, yeah, I did it shorts. I know. Against mm-hmm. me, but that's a par seven. I did really, not. I shot under a... par at Bella Woods before. Oh, okay, that but that's a, worse than par, par. It is. It's a par seventy three. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you facts. I shot under par there. I don't know what to tell you. Like a like a one or two seventy one. It was just like one. Yeah, oh, it was okay. like seventy two. But anyway, um, okay. So for me personally, um, I do love the holiday drafts. The holiday drafts are always great episodes. We yeah, always get a lot of people on those. Uh, the first kind of full live debate that we did, loved that. I was, I was bring up live too. I was heated as yeah. shit about that, and we just for had a couple a, weeks. You, well, I thought we, you had had a, a, we had a that, real right? long conversation about that. Like, I think Yacht was on one of them too. I was on that one. He yeah. was. Um, I love our masters previews. Those are always fun because everyone's so jacked up, and all, talking about the champion, doing our own champions dinner is always fun. Oh, the Champions Dinner sounds fucking delicious oh, this yeah. year, by the way. Uh, we'll pull that up real quick. Yeah, it's, give me a uh, sec. So it's, like it's bang, bang, shrimp. So it's kind of how I feel about Sc- Scotty in general, fish. but it's very, like, plain. So it's like appetizers of... It's like if you went to a bar yeah, and they served it. So it's, it's like, like a cheese, Texas Roadhouse. Cheeseburger sliders served Scotty style. Firecracker <laughs> shrimp. Scotty style has got, like, holy water on it? Or he, you just, like he just blew a load in the oh, sauce. God. Uh, firecracker shrimp. Sweet Thai chili and sriracha mayo. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. But then he goes to tortilla soup, 
with avocado, crispy blue tortilla chips, sour cream, cilantro, and lime. Then Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish with family-style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn, fried Brussels sprouts, and seasoned fries. You can get all this at Golden Corral. Or chilies. And then uh, (laughs) finishing off with a warm chocolate chip cookie skillet. Damn. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm into all of that, but it doesn't go together, like, at all. No, it's yeah, that's just like a southern family dinner right there. I don't know. Hey, anyway, uh, I love those episodes. I, the Super Bowl episodes are really good. <clears throat> and then uh, I also really enjoyed Yacht. Yacht, me and you did an episode before the Mitten Tour. Yes. Um, that pleasure. That one was uh, that one was pretty good too. We were actually pretty two. Tuned... Before Twin Lakes, or no, no, no. Was that was before. Yeah, it was Thorn Apple Point. We were in Grand Rapids at the hotel, oh, hotel yeah, and right. it was after we went and got dinner at Morton's, and we were fucking hammered. Oh, we were just drinking old fashions for all of dinner, and then we came back and did a podcast to talk oh, about the course so and stuff. Right yeah, should bring the podcast, Mike. So Mexico. yeah, your your live stuff was good, especially because you did get so heated in the beginning. And then even the couple, like, you t- I feel like you guys talked about it for at least, like, three or four episodes. And, yeah, you had some really good takes on that, too, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think in general, kind of like kind of like how we talk about people identifying with, like, their own guys' trip. Like, people like to listen to people that are passionate about shit. Oh, for sure. So, like, if you love golf and... Yeah, or you're pissed off about something. Like people like to listen to that; they're oh, drawn to sure. it. For sure, everyone so, wants to see everything. Even Smith is famous because of the passion. Well, that's a that's it's also you're also talking about real passion versus fake passion too. So that's a that's whole other conversation what about Mel Gibson's passion <laughs> of the Christ. <laughs> um, something that we need to do more of definitely. I think we can, we can do obviously more videos. I'm I'm in on that. Um, I think more technique related stuff. Whether it's how we do shit, right or wrong, right or wrong, oh, people that's like to. Gonna be, that's gonna be great. Exactly, like, people like love how, to hear about technique type like shit. So we did a really yeah, early on episode with. Uh, it yeah, might have been like our second or third episode. Yeah, it was me, you, and Shorty <clears throat> about like learning yes. how to golf in general. That was a great episode. Yes. So I'd like yeah, to do more yes. of that. Definitely more on location and video stuff, and then um, definitely Have we more mentioned video stuff yet. More interviews. Is, yeah, is key to me. Nice. We need to we need to get on top of that. We've done so, any interviews. Yeah. yeah, we've done three or four. Like the Mitten Tour yeah. episode guy was great. Maybe I interviewed the, my my client Stuart Smith. Huh? Well, for that, sure, I interviewed the guy from uh, the Veterans Golf Association. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode. You know what your main goal? Yeah, I watched has to the be. I watched the Pinehurst interview. Brian, you had, you had names oh, yeah. up there. <laughs> oh yeah, at the par three course with uh, <laughs> what was, was that guy's name? The wow, the he was Chad, the ranger of the cradle. Was it Ed? I don't know. We'll yeah, have to we, play. We were it pretty. Uh, yeah, we were. We, were, we may have had a few a drinks turn. that night. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yacht. Yacht. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll have you on again soon. And uh, good luck this season. Yeah, I look forward to coming out uh, actually in person. And uh, you too, man. Yep. Sounds good. Mexico. Later, Later, bro. We are going to Mexico. We are going to Mexico. Oh, baby, Mexico. Okay. Moving on to some recent news. This is kind of. Just spearheaded into the breaking news. The agenda just came out yesterday. A uh, proposal from the USGA just across your desk about a rollback. Just across my desk, like yeah, it's putter, dude. Um, the USGA and RNA are getting together on a proposal to introduce 
a MLR, a model local rule related to golf balls for elite competition. So we don't have to get into all the minutia of all of this, but basically... Did you read a thesaurus before today? I read a lot of stuff That's on this. That's a good word. But good anyway, word. The, the idea is that currently they test golf balls at 120 miles an hour, a certain RPM of spin, and a certain launch angle. And there is a max distance allowable for that. I, I'm not sure what Do they not test compression? They do. They test compression too. But on the face of it, that's what they do. And then um, they're they're changing that to 127 RPMs. And then they're lowering that distance. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, you know, if you swing it 120 miles an hour and currently you hit it 330, you're going to hit it like... 317, 320, something like that. And what I believe the idea is, is that the slower the swing speed you had, like prorationally, the less effect this has on you. So obviously, if the person who swings at 120 loses 13 yards, the person who swings at 110 is only going to lose eight, 8 yards, something like that. So the the key to this is obviously... The long players are still going to be long. They're yeah. still going to be the longest players. They're still going to have an advantage. Uh, obviously, hitting it long is still a skill, but less of a gap. I don't, not even so much less of a gap because they're going to hit it shorter as well. But uh, I think the key to this is trying to protect land and courses long term. So. Uh, no Laying Up had a good episode that came out with Mike Wan, who's like the president of the USGA. And uh, he was basically like, yes, there's no problems with the game now. But if we continue at the same rate, you know, it, on average, like clockwork, the average driving distance goes up about a yard every year. So people, there's technological advances in the golf ball, technological advances in the equipment. You know, more athletes are playing golf in general. So people are stronger, faster, hitting the ball farther. So it's about one yard per year in average average driving distance. If you continue at that rate, like, courses are already long as shit, right? Like, we know that, you know, Augusta's adding tee boxes. They added a bunch of tee boxes. Tiger's course is going to be 8,200. The the course of Utah is a a mile long. Some of that's kind of a novelty, right? Like, I don't think they're getting a major championship at that course. But, like, LACC, they're adding a whole bunch of tee boxes to be able to host a U.S. Open. So I think that is the concern. It's not about now. It's about 20, 30 years from now. And we'll be dead. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Players have come out, like, like sternly against this. Like, they're not happy about it. And honestly, I don't really understand it. Like, do you know what they're changing in the golf? Are they taking so? I basically thought they were going to take the low spin ball away. No, it, it has nothing to do with spin. Currently, they're not looking at spin. It is the it is essential. I don't understand that either. But essentially, it's the max distance, a hundred twenty seven mile an hour club Correct. head speed Correct. can go. Well, it's the same thing to do with the driver. Like the rebound effect on a driver face. That's why Smash Factor maxes out at one point five. Like, right. You can't have something that rebounds faster than that. They haven't done that with the ball yet. Right. But how do you? Limit that without spin. And they're, but they're not looking at spin. That's what's they're crazy. They're at max distance. And, and they're also looking at... So what part of what he said on that pod was... Currently, they're not looking at changing 
the sweet spot on the driver, but that's something that's in play. The reason they're not doing it now is because if you look at changing the sweet spot on the driver, then you have to look at it on woods and hybrids, and it's almost impossible to yeah. regulate. I still don't know how they're going to regulate this with a golf ball, but the players are not happy about this bifurcation. And I'm, I'm and bifurcation, by the way, is different rules for pros than amateurs. Okay. That's what bifurcation means. Yeah. Um, you looked that up a few minutes ago. <laughs> no, that's always been a that's thing. His that's word of the day. Yeah, he uses his word of the day is bifurcation. He uses that word all the, day. Yesterday's word of the day was bisexual. The, it, that is not... Like, I get the like the nostalgia and the romanticism about we get to play the same shit that the pros do. Like, I get that. I If you had if this ball just changed overnight, I would have no clue. You have exactly. no clue and you wouldn't care. Exactly. I would have no clue. The, that's the key to this is they're saying it has no effect on amateurs. But at what point they draw the, the draw the line is important. So, like, are college golfers going to have to use this ball? Mm-hmm. Or are they just going to have to make the switch? And the other thing is if the pros, if the PGA Tour doesn't adopt this, currently it's the USGA and the RNA, which means technically if nobody else adopts it, it's only the U.S. Open and the Open Championship that do this. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. But I don't think they do that. I think you probably need all if PGA Tour is on board with it, they'll then they'll do it. it. Yeah. Currently this is a proposal stage. Where if they have like six months for everybody to air their grievances and then they decide whether or not this goes into effect. And currently they're looking at January 1st, 2026 when this new ball goes into effect. Yeah, like, Do they have like a board that votes on this type of stuff? Oh yeah, they yeah. got a lot. Of, yeah. a lot. I already don't like maximize the distance I could get with like my club head speed and swing speed. Well, so yeah. like this isn't going to yeah, be an issue. The longer guy is still going to be longer. Like. If so he gets it 30 yards longer now, he's still going to hit it past the guy that... Well, right. is sure. their main thing in, like, 20, 30 years, they just don't want eventually, like, a like, par 5 to be a par 4 now? Well, they don't want, they don't want like, way? Pebble Beach to become like, an unplayable course for the pros it's because short. it's too short. Okay. Well, and it, it's not just that. It's, it's, a, it's, a re- it's a resource concern as well. So all these courses all over are cutting these tee boxes... 100, 110 yards behind their normal tees, and they have to water those. They have to cut those. It's a bunch of resources for stuff that they only use once every six years if they, by chance, get a USA or something like that. Because no normal players plan on those tees. Right, exactly. Um, Speak for yourself, Riz. I'm a tips man. So what's funny is every player that I've seen so far is against it. Like Harry Higgs basically said, like, golf is really hard already. Let's not make it harder. It, and Justin Thomas was like, this is really stupid. There's there's nothing wrong with the game. They're creating a problem out of nothing. And I don't understand that. Like, I haven't seen one pro come out and say, I mean, if they change the ball, I'll go and figure it out and just keep doing what I'm doing. It's like, not going to change that much. For, like, it's not going to change the way they swing, the way they approach the but, game. But like, that's why I don't understand why the players are so against it. Yeah. Like, if it's a if it's it, a 10 to 20 yard difference. Unless they have, that. unless they have like an ulterior motive because like Titleist is in JT's ear and being like, well, let's, let's just keep the comments. I mean, it could be. It like, could, it it could, could be a sponsorship. It's not really new ball. Yeah. Like, I'm right. Sure that, and, definitely and not cheap. So people make that argument like, oh, the R&D departments at Titleist and and Taylor made him to spend all this money but just, they already do that, so just for matter. this top one percent. One, they already do that. Yeah. And two, who gives a fuck? I don't give a shit about if Titleist has to spend a bunch of extra money. No. They so, charge us sick fifty bucks for a like dozen golf balls. Now. Yeah, for a dozen golf balls anyway. So, so they fuck want, yeah. them. Yeah. So they Eat want a ball just for the pros. 
Go try to buy JT or Rory's or Scotty Scheffler's irons. You can't because they're made right. specifically that al- for Yeah, that already happens. Yeah. And not to mention, like, it's kind of already bifurcated. So, like, Joe Bill had a, a tweet that was like, pros play f- fresh balls, basically fresh wedges, like, every week. And uh, drivers and shafts that, like, are custom. You don't get them on the market. So, like, they're yeah. already playing different equipment. So Like, JT was saying, did, like, it's cool for, like, amateurs to play like we do. Like, we don't do that. They're not. Right. Yeah. We, we you're, you're not having, like, your signature set of irons. If you did, there'd be five people who right. would play them. And he made the comment, like, if someone smashes the mile record, are they going to make the mile yeah. longer? It's like, no. But they have regulated what shoes you can wear. Yeah. Yeah. They totally, have regulated totally what swimsuits you can wear in, yeah. in an Olympic pool. Exactly. College bats and pro bats are different. The well, yeah. Different footballs from college to the pros. Basketball. Different basketballs from college. To the, like Size, That all is happening. Distance, if anything, yeah. golf is behind in all of this. And like I understand the nostalgia of, yeah, I get to hit the same stuff yeah. that they do. But we don't really. I've never thought that once. Yeah, And it's like... Not, well, I don't care. Like, Yeah, I... Yeah, like and the people that the people brand that brand yeah, because of someone but not getting the exact specification. And the people that shot the brand are still going to do that, even if yeah, you know exactly. JT is playing a different Titleist ball. You know, if it's good enough for him, like their okay. other ball, their yeah. amateur ball is probably still pretty good. Yeah, Titleist velocity is still going to be there. Right. Plus, their so, argument of making golf harder is irrelevant when everyone's going to be on the same playing field. You're right. all going to be in the same boat. Right. Anyway. That's all I got on that. I'll be yeah. curious. I'll be curious on how they limit the distance on it. How they how they implement it too, like how they test it. Because I'm all for seeing like a cork bat Sammy Sosa situation where like on the 13th hole, Rory, <laughs> Rory's ball. leading the players and they're like, "Sir, check his ball. Can you come over here? We're going to test your ball. And they cut it you're, in half. Yeah, you're out, bro. Like <laughs> that's not going to happen. You're using a juiced ball. You're done. Didn't that happen last year with the RNA? They tested it like I think they tested Xander's driver after the open and it was deemed to be illegal. Because after a while of hitting it, that material yeah, does the, wear down. The, the, right, the, the right. face. That's why Rory's comment about his driver. About his old driver. It's not yeah. because like it's not because it's of the so model. Good. It's because he couldn't find the exact one because of the. But it the breaks reason, down. The reason he yeah. can't go back to his old driver is because because right. the yeah, face the breaks down yeah. after you hit it yeah. so much, especially when you hit it at 120 yeah. miles an hour. Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving on. The players' championship was this week. Most certainly was. It was some good viewing. I enjoyed. I mean, I watched so much golf. I watched so much players. Like Aaron woke up like on Saturday at like ten, and I had already been up from like seven a.m. watching. She's like, "Is does their golf on just twenty four seven? Like, yes. <laughs> this week for this tournament, this there week there is. Get, getting much. up. So uh, the shotgun start. Um, Andy, what the hell is his name? Brennan Porrith and Andy something. They uh, one of them has a thing like coffee golf. Where he's like, coffee golf is the best golf. Yeah. And like getting up first thing in the morning, grabbing a cup of coffee, and like turning on uh, like uh, uh, feature group coverage. Yeah. Awesome. That's Slater coverage. So one of, we get the open. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is coffee golf. Wake up. Makes sense. Give it a go. Right. I, I meant pooping the golf, golf or what? Both. Oh, you're well, sitting on the toilet three. and watching feature groups? Sometimes I do. That's, I know, that's fair. That's uh, that's when you got to do your last-minute lineup changes fantasy football. Yeah. Tinker, tinker time. Right. Yeah. Stinker, tinker. Um, so Scotty Scheffler wins, goes back to number one in the world. Um, just a you know stat for context from Kyle Porter. First 100 PGA starts, Tiger Woods, 24 wins. Rory, 11 wins. Spieth, 8 wins. 
JT and Phil, seven wins. Scotty, six wins in his first 97. Hmm. So we got three more. He's got three more events. Probably the match play in the Masters. He, as a, where he's going he as the like, returning champ. He plays like at both. So he's just steady returning, Eddie, champion, returning champion at both. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. So I texted you guys, I think, about this. Like listening to Scotty do interviews is boring as shit. It's like he, watching paint dry. He gives you absolutely nothing. What? Okay. What so about, I saw a comment they asked: Is is he only fucking missionary? Yeah. But <laughs> watching him play golf is amazing. Is it? Yes. I love watching him play. I golf. feel like. It was exciting in a boring way, though. Like I can so, get that because there's never going to be so, like a big mistake that's going to bring someone back yeah, and do it. Hit it to the middle. But of the he room. does the smart shit. So KV, KVV had an article about this. KVV is awesome, by the way. I love KVV. Yeah, so he had an article about this. He's like uh, Cal Porter did too, I think. But it was like basically like Tiger was kind of boring because he did all the right shit, and Scotty's doing that with a little less flair, like. He's not. He's never making. Is that a big weird way of saying that Scotty's white? Maybe. No, because if Rahm and Rory were doing the same thing, it would be exciting. Uh, yeah, yes. but I. But like, it, that's what. That's what I. I feel like Rory might be better if he does that. But that's what I have trouble quantifying. Is like Scotty never made. Rahm ha- still makes the big mistakes sometimes, and Rory obviously does the same thing. But like so Scotty, speed could, speed could be in that argument then too. Oh yeah, for sure. But, like, Scotty never does that. Like, even if he plays bad, he's going to finish top 20. But why is it boring to watch? Like, he's got I, I, I still like watching him play golf. Like, I enjoy it. It's, not, it's so exacting. It, His I, weird footwork. And, I think it took away from the players when 17 and 18 I, is a tee shot didn't matter. 17 he, still mattered. He could have yeah, he 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 four-shot lead. He could have dunked one and still. He could have dunked okay. two, though, he, with I the mean, amount of people that were hitting in the water. It didn't matter as much as it should have. I think... It gets boring from like a viewership standpoint because Sky Scheffler is no one's favorite golfer. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, like if, he, if so you're not you a don't golf, have an inherent interest of right. like if you're not a golfer, well, like, this kind of sucks. I wish yeah. my guy was in. Right, like, I wish he, he'd trip up so my guy would get there. That's the when question. Does turn, when does he get to that? Like I, if, if he if he play he one. He, I don't think he's ever been anyone's no, favorite no, no, golfer one, because of his personality. No, but he's gonna be like, no one. He's best. either just gotta be so dominant. That people like him because he's just a nice dude. Look at his win list. How is he not dominant? But he's still only been dominant for a year and a half. That's a what and, other golfer has done that lately? John well, Rom's been the best no, golfer in a year and a half. No, Rom's been the best Six golfer years. for eight years. Eight years. He had he doesn't have the wins that Scotty has. Okay, but statistically, Rom's been the best golfer for eight years. Based on wins, because that's yeah. No, no one, no one has done that since basically Spieth and Day in fifteen sixteen. Even Day wasn't exciting. Like like Speed is exciting because yeah, he can do the 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 overshot. Majors was a was an exciting time in first starts. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just, don't know. I, I, I agree though. There's something point. there's something missing. But at one point, like it's almost like people don't expect them to win. At what point does that change? Like, did yeah. it take him winning the Masters again, back to back by he four putted and still won by three? Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you bet against him right now. Like Rory seems like he's lost but, a little bit right now, and Rom's coming off so a I'll WD. Tell you what, if like, he's in a, a feature group with two other like B golfers, I'm not gonna watch. Like that's not who I'm turning into. I I still like watching him play golf. I just think he's uninteresting to listen to talk to. He doesn't give you anything. He's just nice like guy. yeah, I'm just aw shucks. I'm just good. he's kind of like <laughs> aw shucks. He's kind of like he's. I think he's the closest comparison to like DJ. That, that there is. Like, he just does his thing. He doesn't really give a shit what people think. And 
he's just going to play really good golf. And he does everything well. He's like he's a drug problem away from being popular. (laughs) Right. But his wife. (laughs) Well, not Scotty's wife. Well, you said he's DJ. Scotty's just really fucking good at everything. Except, like, he's an average putter. He's just really fucking good at everything else. And he doesn't, like, the moment doesn't change with him. Yeah. It's not a knock on Scotty. It's just that, like... Like he, My question is, at what point does it, like, everyone's like, yeah, Scotty is just the most dominant player right now, right. for sure. Yeah. Because people will still say Rom. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Scotty, Scotty's got, because, well, because Scotty's got to extend it, right? Like, he has more wins. I think right now, statistically, he's probably outpacing his statistics with wins. Recency bias. like Yeah, for sure. But his wins are insane. Like Oh, yeah. He's won, I mean, he's won like nine million dollars in designated events just in twenty twenty three, and we haven't close to eleven million. And we have, and we haven't even played. In the last thirteen months, has won three point five. Yeah, and we haven't even won a. We haven't even played a major. We haven't played a major this year yet. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the going in, he's the defending major? champion going to the next one. Right. And that's a month away. In the best form he could be in. Yeah. Because in waste it, management that he won, he was. B plus at best. I don't yeah. know if he kept a drive on the planet the first three days. He seems like the kind of guy that if you played him in match play, he would just piss you off because he like never misses a fairway, just hits <laughs> it on the green, middle of the green, yeah. two putts, and then fuck, and then he rolls in a couple, then you're like, God damn it, he's not going to hit one OB on the next hole. I'm this, is, this is what it's like playing against Dan. Yeah, yeah or God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So we'll see what happens with Scotty. How do you think? Uh, what do you think of TPC Sagres? I like it. It was weird having a day where. Saturday just got lit up because it usually doesn't happen. There's no wind at all. No wind. <laughs> that's it recently rained. Yeah. Like, that was... What about I mean, it? it was fun to watch, but like I was like, ah, that kind of... The slipped. Saturday no wind was less interesting than Friday when it was windy as fuck yeah. and yes. people were getting massacred. That was like yes. last year. JT was hitting five woods, 160, yeah. but pitching wedges 210. Right. That what was... if it played like Bay Hill? I mean, the greens were pretty firm. The problem is their fairways yeah, aren't Friday. as firm. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty firm on. They had a lot more rain though too. So yeah, I mean, like the rain they much, got was super. No, but like, like, they weren't expecting as much rain as they got on. Saturday. Like last year, they were complaining night. about the greens being like rock hard and not holding. It's like, the, sorry, exactly. Yeah. Like, right. You're the best. Pe- you're the best players in the world. Like figure I mean, it out. The continuity. Sawgrass has some great holes though. Yeah, they, the continuity yeah. thing for me is is huge because like, you feel like you know all these holes. Like, I went there last year and like I saw holes that were like. Man, I've watched this on TV for ever ten years, and it's like, yeah, this and, is this is sweet to make that connection and then watch these guys hit those shots. And they got the most iconic hole in golf history, right? One hundred and thirty yards that just fucks people in the face. Hey, I you? think I think Rory said it before the tournament. He said, "You put grass around that hole; it's the easiest hole in golf." Right. Yeah, but the way the 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 wind the wind yeah. graphic that they showed on NBC was fucking it's like amazing. Where it's, oh, it's like a tornado so it's like to the, the left hole, of them. and it shows above the the grandstands. It's just straight across, and then once it gets down in the grandstands, it's like a fucking tornado left of the green, and then it goes both ways over the green. So it's I like think, you can't. You have to guess. I think it was solely on no laying up. He's like, I wish they wouldn't have shown me that. I'm never gonna be able to hit a golf shot again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Min Woo Lee with just. Off the charts swag. Yeah. With his the stunners. pencil mustache, the stunners, and his fucking mock tee. Just He's dressed strutting, like Terminator. strutting all over the place with seven drivers over 190 ball speed on yeah, Saturday. I did, I did he, not know he was that fast. Oh, yeah. He moves it. The and one, then he gets out there Sunday. I think he hit two drivers. It was just... So stick with me on this. It's, it's, a, it's a case of... 
pressure and the moment just being so big for someone yeah. that he just couldn't handle it. Like, he came out and birdied the first hole, but then, like, that fourth hole, he lays up and then hits a 90-yard wedge at the wall. Scotty's just laughing at him. Like, you, yeah. you look like, this, boner. Is, this is nothing. It's like, it's, we've talked about it a couple times. It's like, we talk about Slater Cup pressure because that's a big event for us. But, like, it's the same thing. Like, I felt it at the duel here and there. And I felt it at the Michigan Amateur before because it's like you get in these moments that are important to you, and all of a sudden you can't do something that you do all the time. Yeah. It's just not there, and you don't know what I mean, to do. Relative, it's the same for them. Like, like the duel for me, like my miss was left. I couldn't miss left to save my life at the duel. Exactly. My miss it's like your right. body and your mind just aren't connected, and you can't do the thing that you always do. Overthink at the Gibbs. Yeah, for sure. So he he was it's bittersweet a good It's bittersweet a good feeling, though. Oh like, yeah, it's a lot of fun to like. That's it's well, good to see how you well, when react you, in those situations and when you can hit the shots in those well, yeah. situations. And it's like, all right, I it's got like it. when, when you, you get new people in Slater Cup and you tell them like you're gonna be nervous. They're like, I golf all the time. You're not gonna be nervous. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're going first on a tee box. Good luck, buddy. Right, exactly. And yeah. They just miss the when ball. you overcome that is one of the best feelings. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. Like I remember years ago, we were uh, for your league. I just filled in for someone random, and me and Kyle were coming up and. Uh, it was the first hole, and it was like, oh, our team's going first. So I tee off first. I'm like, guys, I haven't golfed in like two years. I'm going to tee off in front of freaking eight, like whatever, 13, 14 right. people. Yeah. And then the freaking guy who like course guys staring at me, I'm like, why is this guy looking? The ranger. Yeah, yeah. Ranger danger. Yep. 100%. I still get that in front of like a foursome. Like when I'm playing with, like me and Dan are playing with two random people, like I'll still feel the same way. Like, shit, I got to hit a good You get shot. it every now and then. You get it when someone lets you play through. That's, oh, it's that's, the that's, that's the worst. And you want to play through, like, uh, I think I'm just going to put it off the tee. That's the worst. Uh, speaking of the worst, how about the dude that got just bashed in the knee by Spieth's drive on uh, Friday? <laughs> Somehow ricocheted 30 feet in the air. I love that guy him. because I'm pretty sure he caught oh, it. He, he just he tossed it back in the fairway. No, Spieth makes eagle and then makes the cut and just goes on a run a little bit. That guy deserves part of his check. For sure. So, speaking of checks, good, good segue here. So, Hatton... <laughs> Oh boy. Was minus five at the York. He was minus five at the turn after a bogey. He shot twenty nine on the back and went from a projected hundred and forty three thousand dollar payday to two point seven two five million. I think that's in the last five holes too. He birdied uh, five five. in a row. Yeah. So I would love to see the stat from was that the twelfth hole? Third fourteenth. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. The payday on thirteen at the end of thirteen oh, to yeah. the end of eighteen. Probably yeah. Probably, I mean, he birdied. He birdied eleven, so it was probably a little bit more than one. It wasn't over a million. No, it was like two hundred. Yeah. So he made over two million dollars on the last five. Holes. He made over two point five on the last Good. five holes. Good. That's nuts. And meanwhile, uh, Taylor Montgomery just was like the Joker in the Dark Knight and just burned a bunch of cash. <laughs> he went from about a projected million dollar payday to playing fifteen through seventeen at plus seven. To a seventy-five thousand dollar payday. Had a good day though. So he basically lost a million dollars in the last three holes. He's uh, plus seven, damn. He's he he's hit two balls and burned since he's been the the darling of the early yeah. part of the year. He hit two balls in the water on seventeen. 17. I, was say, what I think those 17? courses early in the year are probably a little better for him. He's he, he's still a great putter, so he'll I think he'll adapt. Yeah, but, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. Um. Speaking of crashing and burning. Wow. Max McGreevy. Oh yeah, made seven birdies. He was seventh in strokes gained tee to green with a six eighty four. He went. This guy went full AJ. He went sixty nine eighty nine to miss the cut. Hell yeah! 
Un- unbelievable. Been there, brother. Do we got to talk about Hovland again? We talked about this last week, no. but the guy no, just please disappears. Don't. Please don't. Well, he worked his way back to top five. Ironed some points. With yeah, worked five. his way back to top five after being in the in the mix on Friday and then just being a Yeah, like as soon as I said something, he just plummeted. You know what else plummeted? The stock of Jay, Jay Lindenberg because of his outfits on the golf course. <laughs> Besides Hideki Matsuyama, he might be the worst dressed person in the world. The guy went three different shades of green between belt, polo, and pants. <laughs> and underwear. I'm not, only, not, I'm not only aware of that. Knows that. <laughs> anyway, any else you guys got from the players? It was enjoyable. Uh, the one thing that I thought only Pi I cared about is through three rounds, Ricky Fowler had 18 birdies and was only minus six. Mm. And that was the second I, most. That still, was the second most birdies. It's still promise. I mean, Spieth does the same thing. Though, yeah. So. I mean, technically, Ricky's like twenty second in the FedEx Cup right now, and I think like JT and Spieth are in the sixties. Yeah. Like if if it, the season stopped right now and it was designated events next year, Ricky would be in. JT and Spieth would be out. Ricky's back baby. between Jason. Ricky Day. joined TGL by the way. Yeah, I know. Oh, just today, yeah. Between Ricky and Jay Day. They might be two of my favorite swings on tour, and they were complete overhauls over the last two years. JJ's new swing looks really good. So does Ricky's. I mean, I still love Max Homa's swing. That tempo town is just. You get a little bit of it. I get a little bit of a chub every time I see him. Tempo town's what I call my. Anytime he swings, (laughs) anytime Max Homa swings a long iron. Oh, it, it moves a little. It doesn't look like he's even trying to hit the ball. And it just and it's just like a smack, and it's perfect. It's ridiculous. But they. That's all I got. J-Day okay. and Ricky both have, after an overall, awesome swings. For sure. Promising things for both of them. For sure. Being back with Butch is great. All right, moving on. We got March Madness this week. Okay, so quick change of plans. AJ's got a work call that he's got a dip for. So before we get into the other stuff, AJ, who is your final four and champion and maybe a best bet of the first round? All right, so final four, I think Alabama Unless if like uh, Brandon Miller kills someone and actually can't play, okay, we'll make it there. Love Marquette. Marquette Ooh, I like is Marquette. Marquette is just playing some good basketball. They have a solid core. Okay, so I have them in the final four matchup. Marquette making it out of there okay. to the finals. Yep. Uh, I have. A t- I don't know what to do with the Kansas bracket, the West. Yep. I have Gonzaga coming out of there. They have. They've been there before, so I have them making it to the final four against Houston. I think Houston, even with Sasser being hurt, okay. is is going to make it to the championship. We have a little Marquette-Houston action. Okay. And I, I got Houston. I think Houston gets it Houston done. Houston taking it all. Some team defense. Okay. You know, what about the first round? Are you taking your Spartans or are you taking... Uh, I, th- I mean, I'm going to take them because fandom, I there's about 60% chance they love, lose. Yeah, you don't love that. Like, I don't love that. It just really depends. Like That spread seems like a sucker play. If, if Hauser... Shows up, they have a chance. Yeah, Sissoku's been hot and cold, so yeah, they could they could uh, lose. Well, before you before you take off, buddy, I owed you a glass of whiskey oh. or a bottle of whiskey for our uh, our football bet. Yeah. So in the place of that, oh, I got a new putter cover for you. I, from, I appreciate that. from our buddies at our buddies at Hash Golf out in Brighton, Michigan. But this is the Forky from Toy Story. I'm trash on the front of it, and the back of it says I'm. Tr- <laughs> And the back of it says I'm trash. So I enjoy it. I appreciate that. Cheers. That's that better than the whiskey. Cheers to you. Go ahead and take care of your work call. We're going to continue this uh, this March Madness stuff in a minute. All right. So stepping in for AJ, we have uh, one man who's been on the pod before. We talk about him a freak, uh, 
a lot because he is usually our first listener. Frank Kaffer, Gook, welcome to Keep It Under 100 again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I figured I'd have to pick up for AJ's slack, so yeah. it's kind of part for the course. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, no pun intended. But. You, useless. Mid, mid-pod, guy says, oh yeah, I got a work call, I got to leave. Uh, also joining us, first-timer, Jeff Fenwick. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? Happy to be a podcast version. Um, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Love it. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the rest of our kind of March Madness topic here with the games kicking off tomorrow. We got the six, the round of 68 going off yesterday and today, so um, pretty much irrelevant. But let's kick it off with any annoying Sister Jean Loyola Chicago Cinderella stories out there. Did any of you guys have anybody that you can see making a run outside of those like top four or five seeds? So I mean I can I can kick it off if you want. I I hate to cut to the chase, but I have uh Kentucky who's a six seed uh in the title game. Oh shit. Um, and like I wouldn't consider Kentucky close to like a loyal um you know, they're a blue blood pretty big name. People love K- Kentucky basketball, so I don't know if it technically counts as an underdog. I mean it counts from the seeding perspective. I don't think people are really high on Kentucky, but I think they're gonna get a lot of picks just because of, you know, like you said, the blue blood name. Um okay. But I I mean I could I could see that. Gook, what about you? Yeah, I'm I mean I'm pretty um I think this year especially it's more of the the top seeds because I don't think college basketball players are as good as they used to be and style wise, but right. in the um, in the West I as of right now I have Illinois going to the Sweet Sixteen and TCU in that in that same bracket going oh. to the Sweet Sixteen. Holy shit! Um, the the factors between that are just I think Illinois has some really capable players that as long as they're shooting, it'll make it'll work out. You know, Kansas. I just think maybe with self in the hospital and you know being the defending uh, champ, that's going to be a little harder. So I have that, and then just. You know, I would have TCU just beating Gonzaga because I just feel like Gonzaga is not always on all cylinders. You, uh, you're you know, not on board. They, they the you're not on board with no problem. There's times where they just struggle because they so relying on a three point shot. You're not on board with Timmy in his 14th season. <clears throat> I mean, I, I definitely can see it going the other way, no doubt. But you know, you got to pretty much, you know, kind of pick what you can and go for it. You're probably not going to get most of them right anyway. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I keep in mind any any insight I am adding to this is from about three basketball games that I've watched in college this <laughs> this entire season. But I am fading the Big Ten, like big time, like every round, every spread. I am fading the Big Ten. I don't think any of these teams are any good. So I'm playing against your Illinois. Pick uh, as far as Cinderella, I, I do like Miami as a five seed. So depends where you draw that line. But outside of that, um, I've done a couple brackets. I think the only team I, I'm multiple bracket guy, by the way, so that's fine. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't and think so the it, big the big thing with Miami is I know someone 
got hurt there at, against Duke right at the start of the game. They rolled their ankle, one of their big guys. Yeah. So I don't know what his status is. So it, it's kind of Miami, UCLA is another one. I mean, they had. I love UCLA. The they got a lot. Of the year from the Pac-12. Right. Got hurt. Yeah. True. Um, but then they got Amari Bailey, who just showed up in that Arizona game. So they're going to be. You know, hopefully be able to replace that. And then Houston, as long as Sasser's healthy. I mean, those are three of the biggest you know, injuries I can think of off the top of my head. What about... Uh, Miami, what, Miami would have to play Houston third round, most likely. Right. What are you guys' thoughts on Texas A&M? I've been reading a lot about them as a potential sneaky play. If you have thoughts on Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M just lost, didn't they? I don't know. That was Mississippi State, I'm sorry, last night. Yeah. And they're playing Penn State, so, you know, oh. I love that because so, Penn State sucks. It's interesting you brought that up about the Big Ten is just going to fade them. I kind of think some of those teams are really good. Penn State, highly efficient both offensively and defensively. But, you know, it really comes down to, like, as dumb as it sounds, like who basketball has turned into, like, who's hitting their threes. Oh, yeah, for Pretty sure. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know what and, I mean? And like, keep in mind that I've watched three college basketball games all year, and they were all Michigan games, <laughs> and Michigan probably sucks. So the teams they played probably also suck. So keep that in mind when I say that I'm fading the Big Ten. I could lose yeah. every one of those bets. Yeah, the best part about the bracket, right, is when you're making that first-round upset or you're trying to make a choice, like you then have to figure the next game above that too, right? Because, like, okay, a perfect example, if you go to the south, right, you have San Diego State playing Charleston, you have Virginia playing Furman. Furman, yep. If you, all of a sudden, you could be like, well, I, I wanted to, like, I originally put both the 12 and the 13 because I hate Virginia, and Charleston just has enough players to be able to try and match up with San Diego State, and if it's just the right night, but then all of a sudden, you're, st- you're staring at a 12-13, so one of those has to go, uh, you know, to the, to the Sweet 16, and both can easily be bounced in the first round. You right. Know, you can say that about a 9-C2 or whatever, but... right. You know, it's just harder when you're trying to do your bracket that way. Yeah. What about um, what about rituals, Jeff? I guess we'll start with you. Do you have uh, March Madness rituals of your own, or not really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the first ritual is the you know the first Thursday. I'll I'll work through that. I mean, work in quotations. Oh, um, for sure. I mean, just watch games while I occasionally respond to an email but i'm lucky enough to have uh friday off every year um at work so the first friday is always dedicated to um eating like an entire large pizza and uh a couple breadsticks a lot of beers um and basically just sitting there vegging out while i watch like eight games at a time um and usually 13 hours of basketball yeah exactly i mean it's it's the best day of the year next to like maybe the super bowl for me so um definitely important stretch that into the night um i wouldn't say that i have any superstitions about about winning usually i'm like lucky to be 50 50 but uh enjoyable nonetheless is it weird to not be in chicago for the first time in a while yeah for sure for sure um i mean it doesn't make a huge difference in the viewing experience but um it's i don't know I gotta, I gotta get back to Michigan bars, you know. See, see how lively it gets. Well, now that, make, now that it's the first yeah. round, the the rounds on St. Patty's Day, 
That's got to change it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that takes it to a whole nother level, right? Because now it's a, it's a Friday, which Friday, St. Patrick's Day, is one thing all on its own. Oh, yeah. But now it's also day two of the tournament. That's the problem. I'm starting at 10 a.m. for St. Patty, so we'll see how much of a mess mess I am um, as the day moves on. Um, my ritual right. may completely be obliviated, obliterated this year, but we'll what see. A, what about you guys? What Riz, what about you? Um, Big basketball fan. Super, he doesn't watch. Super cow. I watch he, March that's Madness. That's his ritual. He doesn't watch. <laughs> um, as far as like my earlier, I guess upset set, gotta go with my uh, my Spartans, Michigan State. Upset. They're favored by one. No, and a half. I got <laughs> no huge I, upset. No, I got them beating Marquette in round two. No chance. And then hey, what's uh, your ritual? I'm going with Spartans. That's his ritual. I no, guess. I'm, I'm not sure if he answered the question properly, but that's okay. I'm getting to that, bro. <laughs> Last minute caller. Uh, ritual, just chilling out with the bros, drinking some brews. Well, so that'll that'll happen. We're gonna go out, Jeff. We're we're going to the bar, by the way. So we'll we'll let you know. We're going. I think we're gonna go over to Alan Eddie's on thirteen to watch if you if you're not doing anything Friday. That ain't too far. I mean, I'll see I'll see where I'm at about four or five hours deep at two or three o'clock. Oh no, we're like, gonna we're gonna be there at noon. So he's going out at eleven. Oh shit. Okay. Ryan, you have zero traditions. Uh, I'm going to try not to drink a lot. I'm going to drink a lot. You're going to drink a lot. It happens every year. I am, uh, my ritual is usually that Friday off and just lose a bunch of money on stupid ass games that I would never bet normally, but I'm only betting them because it's March Madness and I'm going to watch all these games anyway, so I might as well have some action. You guys are going to the DraftKings bar, right? We were going to, but they don't have, uh, Completely booked that place. They had one table Jesus. for five. Everything else completely booked. Wow. Uh, Frank, what about you? You got you got traditions or rituals? Yeah, I mean, two traditions I would have is uh, like right when the bracket drops. That's usually when I just make my bracket right away, and then like I'll let it sit for like a day, and then be like, why Why am I doing this? Like, oh yeah, picking all these upsets or whatever. Like I alluded to earlier. So like, you solve that is I, you just do like six brackets and. Get get the upset one out of the way and then do your real brackets. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, usually I try and, like, I've gotten lucky to where uh, either the way I I work, I, I don't have to work Friday or, like, I've had procedures done. You know, a lot of people usually get vasectomies. I didn't have that done. What? Okay. I've had my wisdom team. A lot, a lot of people do. A lot of people do get vasectomies. I don't On know where first, he's, at the first round of I don't know where he's coming from with that, yeah. but. I get it. They just make up vasectomies. Okay. Yeah, I think you answered the question wrong. <laughs> any, any, I do a vasectomy no, every year. Either like have some schedule, some time off, whether that be necessarily or unnecessarily. Yeah, for sure. And All right, let's get to. Sometimes you have to actually take the day off. Oh yeah. Oh, Mister, I work from home. Let's get to uh, some first round plays that you guys like. I guess I'll kick us off. To, just to counteract Rizzo and uh, switch up the mojo, I'm going to go USC hard, plus one and a half, all day long. State sucks, You're and trash. I love nothing more than to watch them lose, so I'm going to USC for sure. You're trash. <laughs> Anybody else? Go ahead. Anybody? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I'm, I'm with you on USC over State. Um I, I'm also with you on fading the Big Ten in general. Um, Love it. Love I, it. I feel a lot about the Big Ten in basketball as I do about them in football, where it's like all year they beat the shit out of each other and they make each other look really good, and there's an, you know, oh, one okay. or two elite teams. All right. Hey, let's take it easy with the football <laughs> and, and, and correlations. In the, in the important games and get ran off the field. I'm mm, sorry. That's, mm. uh, 
you know, it is what it is. So I'm fading Big Ten and ACC. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, I'm taking um, Kent State over Indiana. Um, Love it. Love the shit out of that. <laughs> Um, so this shouldn't happen, but Kent State only lost to Houston by five. They lost to Gonzaga by seven. That's a one and a three seed. Um, I don't think Indiana's as good as either of those teams. And anything can happen in the tournament. So that's that's where I'm at. And what's the What's the line on that? I don't even know. I don't know what the, the, the line d- is doesn't even point. matter. That's how confident you are. I'll check I, it real quick. I actually oh, picked money line. I actually money line. I actually picked Kent State too. That's my biggest first round upset. Um, and then another one that a lot of people will not agree with and I don't I'm not I don't even feel super confident is uh, I actually have Duke out in the first round Um, Ooh, love it I think think they're kind of overrated in two because um, you know a lot of people would say like Filipowski or whatever is their best player and Oral Roberts has a seven foot five center I think that'll give him a lot of shit so um, I would love Aside from Michigan State getting ass blasted and knocked out of the tournament, that would be my second favorite game from some of our Duke friends. Is Duke losing in the first round to Oral Roberts? Hey Dan, I'll bet I'll bet you Michigan State plays more games than you have them in the tournament. Yeah, one over under. Then when they go win the NIT, thank you very much. How would they, how they, how they do against Michigan this year? One on one. Got their ass beat at Michigan, so right. yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I also had Kent State as well. Indiana's just a team that's just like not dependable enough. For oh me. man, now I'm yeah. getting nervous. I'm the two the two basketball guys, I'm gonna dump on Indiana. I was gonna say I'm very confident well, which, about which my Kent fine, State pick now. Out of, like you gotta take a you gotta take at least one twelve and one thirteen every year, right? And that's the one that's most acceptable to me. But on the other side as well. I, I'm going to take Louisiana two over Tennessee. Oh baby, um, it's a tough one, but it just it, it can be one of those things where you know just a defensive battle or anything like that. Yeah, you know, maybe you get lucky. Um, Kent State is plus off, four and a half, by the way. To piggyback off what Jeff was saying, I I would feel almost the same way if Duke wasn't seemingly like clicking, but you could also look at it the flip side, like they just played a lot of games in a row. Uh, so that's always a possibility for sure. But uh, for the first round play, uh, would be the Utah State Missouri over. I think oh. it opened at like one fifty three, and it's all the way up to one fifty six. Um, but so how so, far are you how far are you taking that up to? You you still uh, like it at one fifty six? I mean, I'm just saying what it like. I just happen to know what it opened at, or whatever. Right. If I wouldn't have paid attention to that, then I would just say it's that. But. Missouri's a team that can absolutely score in bunches, and Utah State is highly efficient on offense and can score as well. Missouri's not as good on defense. Um, Missouri had a crazy game against Tennessee recently, and then against Alabama. Alabama just has their numbers, so they can barely score against them. But it's one of those, if the shots are falling, they can both get into the 80s with ease. Yeah. You got, you got anything else, or we move on to Rizzo? No, that, that, that would be the one I'm targeting for sure. Rizzo, what do you got in the first round? Yeah, the uh, Gook's right about the 113-112 because my 13 seed to pick was Kent State, and then I uh, got a 12 seed. My other biggest upset is Charleston. Those are my okay. two, two big first round upsets. Well, I am uh, I'm betting Duke minus 6.5 solely as a, as a mush slash mojo 
person. Like, I hope it loses, but I'm going to bet it just in case. That's like a fan insurance type thing because I have no stake in it besides I want Duke to lose. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bet them so they lose. Mm-hmm. And then as uh, strip, like not watching Virginia one time this year, like I know how they play, and it it lends itself to keeping games close. But like minus five and a half against Furman seems too small. So I'm just going to take Virginia on the off chance that that spread is just way off and they ass blast them. So I'm going to take Virginia. And then as part of my fading the Big Ten practice uh, in tiny spreads, I'm going to take Arkansas against Gooks, Illinois, minus one and a half. And I'm going to take Auburn minus one and a half against Iowa. So I'm jumping on those. What, um, just a couple more things here. What later round matchups could you guys see? Like, are you either looking forward to or do you see could be actual good matchups later in the tournament? Yeah, let me jump in here. I mean, I think the game that sticks out instantaneously is if Alabama plays Arizona in the Elite Eight. Yeah. That would be the one I'd want to most see. Um, from my standpoint, I watched um, I watched a little bit of uh, UCLA Arizona in the Pac-12 championship game, so I would love a Final Four UCLA Arizona matchup. I'd be interested in that. Uh, and the other one, only because I picked them a couple of rounds, uh, Miami and Houston. I would I would like to see that as well. UCLA can't play Arizona in the Final Four. Correct. What? Yeah, they're opposite sides of the bracket. UCLA would you, play yeah, like... And the championship, sorry. Oh, okay. I would love to see that. Jeff, you got anything you're looking forward to as far as matchups go? Well, I think the same the same area of a different pick, um, but I have the same region. Um, so I have Baylor beating Arizona in the Sweet 16, so that would be Alabama-Baylor instead of Alabama-Arizona. Okay. But... Um, regardless, whoever Alabama plays in that game is going to be um, it's going to be a great showdown. Um, and I think if Alabama gets past that game, I'd probably like them to win it all. Um, I also have Baylor advancing over Alabama, which is wild. But I think Baylor is going to be a sneaky good, really good team, um, and are athletic enough to just kind of run the table um, all the way to the Final Four. So we'll okay. see. That's the fun. Riz, Riz, what about you? I, I Do I dare ask? I was thinking uh, Alabama-Arizona would be a good game if they uh, end up meeting each other. Yeah. Um, what about MSU, whoever they – who cares, <laughs> yeah, whoever was, they play well, in the finals? State versus Kentucky would be hype if they uh, met Jesus up. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right, let's get into just final four plays and uh, who we like to win it all. Jeff, you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah, I think I've hit on I hit on a lot of it, but I have so uh, Baylor, Kentucky, um, and Houston, UConn as my final four, and then I have Houston and Kentucky in the title game. Um, so I mean, I think UConn is is really really good. They started off the year undefeated for like I think like fourteen and zero or something like that, and then they they ended up in conference play, right. and they've been pretty good ever since. And then. Kentucky and Baylor is a weird matchup, um, and I'm honestly not sure who will come out on top. I think I'm, I'm running with Kentucky because I've kind of put my eggs in that basket. Um, right. And then I think Houston at home in Houston for the national championship. 
Um, oh, baby. Finally, finally overcomes the, uh, the kind of block they've had for the last few years and wins something. But obviously yeah. that depends on if their best player, Sasser, is actually hurt or not. So right. we'll see. Uh, side note on Alabama, I saw an interesting stat on Twitter today. So this is from Adam Kirk at DG Betting on Twitter. So since 2014, only 25% of Final Four teams entered the tournament in the top 150 in the country in adjusted temp in adjusted tempo. Only two were in the top 50. Uh, the fastest champ over the period was 2017 UNC, and they were 54th. Uh, Alabama's adjusted tempo rank fourth. So to- totally against that trend, but obviously a lot of people picking Alabama. Anyway, yeah, that's interesting you bring that up because like Alabama's been doing this for a couple of years, but this is like their best defensive team as well, which is just crazy. Right. So there's there's games where they're not e- like they're like two for like seventeen from three, and they're up fifteen somehow and stuff like that so right it'll, it'll be definitely that's a great stat you bring up but it's definitely a different alabama team than some of these previous ones plus of course brandon miller's probably a top five lottery pick according to all the experts yeah uh good why don't you go ahead with uh with your with your final four and your champ yeah so my final four i would have coming out of the south alabama coming out of the east out of kansas state um, coming out of the West, I have UCLA. Coming out of the Midwest, I have Houston. I have Alabama beating Kansas State, Houston beating UCLA. And I also have Houston winning the title. Um, unfortunately, it's like a, probably going to be a common thing, right? Especially because it's Jim Nance's final year calling the tournament. He went to Houston. It's in Houston. It's oh, almost shit. like all too perfect. But I didn't know he went to Houston. Ridiculously good. And yeah. like Jeff said, like they've been kind of knocking at the door for like three years now. Well, technically, so, they 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 kind of beat Michigan that one year until Jordan Poole hit that ridiculous three pointer. Like they basically beat Michigan that year. They would have been in the. I think that was a was that a Final Four game? That might have been an Elite Eight game. Michigan has gone past the Final Four in a while, have they? When's the last time Michigan State was in the Final Four? Like a long, like a long, long ass time. time. Anyway, that was not even a dish. Was a question. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, keep going. Oh, the, I, yeah. So Houston, Alabama, Houston winning. Ooh. So I have two ones, a two, and a three. I, I mean, the East for me, unfortunately, I, I don't even know much about Kansas State, but I just kind of ended up going that how the bracket plays out, I end up taking them. So right. full transparency in that. I mean, Purdue's really good. They just have two younger guards. So I, I also what's going to d- with Purdue one game is, is Edie's going to have like three fouls 13 minutes into the game. It's going to happen. I also happen. hate guys that are like... Every big man ever, Greg Oden. Yeah, I can't stand guys that are 7-7 seven, seven and just look unathletic as fuck. Like, something bad's going to happen with that guy. Like... <laughs> He might just blow out both of his knees in the middle of the game. Anyway, uh, Rizzo, go ahead. What's your final four? Uh, my final Michigan State no. beats everyone. <laughs> no. Uh, my final four, I got um, Houston versus Kansas, and then uh, Arizona versus Tennessee. 
And then Ooh, Tennessee. for the championship, I got Arizona versus Kansas, and obviously Kansas winning it. Obviously. This guy's had Kansas winning the tournament for like 13 years. <laughs> hey, <laughs> paid off great last year. Beware, be, is it beware the dying coach? Is that like the, the like beware the sick golfer? <laughs> Ryan, who you got? Oh, God. For no rhyme or reason, Arizona versus Duke and Houston versus UCLA. Duke and Houston playing Duke winning. Oh, God. For no rhyme or reason. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. I hate it. If anything else, I hope that's some extra mush against our buddy Rock for his fake Duke fandom. Might be. I'm going uh, I'm going all two seeds. I'm going Arizona versus Marquette and Texas versus UCLA. And then, like I uh, mentioned earlier, I'm going Arizona versus UCLA and UCLA winning it all. Again, watched four, five, at most, basketball games this year. So, useless opinion. Yeah, I watched, hey, I watched barely any last Texas, year. Kansas won if, one, if, so. if they still had Chris Beard originally, then I think a lot more people would be picking them. They have, like, a, a starting five of all transfers from, from different schools, which were they were, like, one of the one or two best players on those teams. Right. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, looking forward. Hopefully we see you boys uh, this Friday. And uh, good luck with your picks. Jeff and Gook, thanks for joining us, fellas. Thanks for having us. Take it easy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is March Madness. Obviously, uh, again, check us out on Instagram and Twitter for updates at 100 underscore keep it under. Uh, quick time to lose some money update for the intensely loyal fans who have made it an hour and 40 minutes into this pod. <laughs> but uh, last week at the players, Max Homa, uh, a T6 for four points for me. Matt Fitz misses the cut. at min- uh, So that's minus one for me. Rory misses the cut. Minus one for AJ. And Hovland with a T34 for no points. Who had Rom? I had Rom. But that's a withdrawal, so that's not a missed cut. But he played around. Doesn't matter. He didn't miss the cut. Hmm. Which, if they were withdrawing at plus 13, we it's might have to have a different conversation. But he was clearly <clears throat> inside the cut line. He didn't miss the cut, but he didn't make the cut. Because his made cut record is now over. Hmm. That's a good point. Well, if if I finish one point ahead of AJ, then we'll have that conversation. Right now it is 52 to 22. Oh, shit. Um, it's pretty close. With Homa and Rom just destroying people. And Spieth's probably about to win the Valspar. Oh, yeah. So right. I got Fitz, Spieth, and Burns playing the Valspar this week, and he has JT. Spieth's going to win the Valspar and the Masters. He probably is. He's, the, he's going to win the Masters. It's only a matter of by how many strokes. I put is, money on him a long time ago. Is this for a total of an uh, entire year? Whole yeah, season. So probably. 10 points. For those that don't know... We each have five golfers. It's ten points for a win, four points for a top ten, minus one for a miscut. Oh, okay. And I have... Uh, you have the five for the whole year. Right. Oh, so okay. I have Rom, uh, Homa, Fitz, Spieth, and Sam Burns. Sam Burns was a bad pick. He has Rory, JT, Hovland, Tom Kim, and... I'm missing who his fifth guy is, but he back, didn't, he back didn't to do the anything. Point of no, no Doug Inlow. No, no, back Doug to the point Inlow. of Scotty Shuffler's not. Yeah, I was going to gonna say no one picks Scotty Shuffler. I was, I was, no I was picking him to have a letdown this year because yeah. of how hot he was last Real year. Letdown. 
and you took him as your fifth, you'd be yeah, murdering. Yeah, real let down. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I got a couple of picks. Um, top South African, Gary Kigo, plus 160. Love that. Top Asian. Sounds a little racist. We talk about it every time, but it's not. That's what's on BetMGM. Ben on plus 240. Hideki's not playing this week. Oh, I think he meant last week the players. KH Lee is the only... I think he meant the players. The only guy ranked ahead of Ben on at the Valspar. Um, for a top 10, I'm taking Tommy Fleetwood. My uh, Keegan Bradley bet is now null and void because he withdrew. But Tommy Fleetwood plus 220, and then I got four winner plays. Justin Rose... Couple great weeks in a row, really plus twenty two hundred. Spieth, obviously plus twelve hundred. He's gonna win. Justin Suh had a couple great weeks in a row. He's plus thirty three hundred, and uh, just because of the odds, the dark horse, it just jumped out at me. Plus sixty six hundred. JT Poston, good driver of the ball. This doesn't seem like a great course fit for him, but at least that's Spieth, Spieth will win the money. Spieth's gonna win anyway, so that'll cover all my bets. You excited? About Masters around the corner. Oh, Masters right around the corner. We got a big Masters preview pod coming. Um, you uh, got how your, many pimento cheese sandwiches are you eating overall? Pimento cheese? Over I just bought 12. some pimento cheese dip at uh, Kroger the other day. <laughs> Get some of that naan bread Ooh. and just dip that in the pimento I'm gonna cheese. You, I'm going to make you 20 sandwiches. What are the odds? That's not enough. enough. <laughs> For what? Day one? Yeah. <laughs> that ain't While enough. you're working. Well, anyway, boys, thanks for coming on. 100th episode. 99 episodes in it's still fun so we're gonna keep doing it uh like we said keep an eye out on instagram and twitter at 100 underscore keep it under and uh as always keep it under 100 when you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links when you take out a club and you about to hit a swing what you gonna do shit what you mean keep it under keep it under under 100 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 we keep it under 100